Thank you for clicking on the Randomly Reviewed podcast. Please note this podcast does contain adult humour and content that some listeners may find offensive. New episodes are released weekly. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can tweet us at Randomly Reviews or search Randomly Reviews podcast on Facebook for our Facebook page. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Randomly Review Podcast. Each week we review something randomly. This week we review the house that Jack built. That was a very fast intro. Yeah, it's because you had to get through it, didn't you? You can slow it in post. <laughs> It'll be like, welcome to the random. You can uh, stop now. Oh, she's got a bottle of wine. Whoa. Get her. <laughs> I like Bacchus dresses as well. Oh, and... She hasn't got a tattoo. Not backwards, she's just got a hole in the back. <laughs> That's kind of backwards. Is that? Oh, ooh, maybe. No, I don't think it is. No, I mean, maybe I'd do it. <laughs> You'd do it, Jennings. Of course I would. Anyway, welcome to the Randomly Review <laughs> Podcast. Just, no, we've already done the intro. On the podcast this week is Mark, Zell and Jennings. Hey, yeah. Calm the fuck uh, down. Yeah. I'm not doing this if you're going to be like <laughs> all the way through this. I can't be asked. No, I won't be. When I start talking about this film, I will get really annoyed. So, oh, did um, someone do the fact file? Because I didn't. I do have a fact file. Yay. I don't give a shit. Hey, uh, I've got some film. notes. And... Anyway, how's your week been, Mark? You went to the gym today. I did. Good or job. You went to see Jim today. <laughs> no. <laughs> He was in gym today. <laughs> the gym. <laughs> How's he doing? Been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother this week as well. Why? Oh, actually, I watch it all the time. I'm rewatching. Um, Is it tickling your funny bone um, like Jim does? <laughs> That's his bum hole. Been, been watching the boys as well. <laughs> Oh, did you actually watch it? Yeah, I watched episode five, I think. Oh, I really like the, the boys. Ooh, that was close. You do it for the boys. It's pretty good. How was your week, Zell? Uh, it's all right. I got bored of the Xbox already. I don't want to play Isaac again. Why do you want to play Isaac again? It's, it's like a habit now. <laughs> I need to play at least one game a day, so I might like to buy it on the Xbox and play it. That's weird because you're literally you swapped contr- uh, an Xbox for a PlayStation for a week or two weeks. Well, no, he's gonna play Ghosts and then all this stuff, so it's gonna be for like a month or two. So okay, you swapped it with your mate for a month or two, and you're gonna buy a game that you already own on a different console. It's either that or buy a PS4 for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. I borrow mine. I don't use it. No, that sounds like a jet engine. I liked my pro because it was quiet. Sounds like you need to replace. He's literally taking the bits out of my PlayStation. Yeah, yo, yo. It's quite loud, isn't it, Jennings? It is quite loud. Yeah, there you go. So shut up. It doesn't sound like a jet engine. It's a bit quieter than that. (laughs) Like it's more like an annoying Hoover from next door. No, from this door. (laughs) It's it's proper loud, Jennings. Put some new thermal paste in there. You should be all right. Thermal paste. You 
put the paste. I don't know where that was going. Anyway. Um, uh, I watched, oh, I watched Tagged again. You know, the film with, um, is it called Tagged? It's got uh, loads of funny people and... Is it the one where they go about tagging each yeah. other? Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> I watched that. I watched it a while ago, but I was after, I watched this shit film. Has it got John Hamm in it? Yes, it does have John Hamm in it. Um, yeah, and then halfway that. through, I was like, I genuinely don't care about any of this no. at all. So I just stopped it. I thought, I want to watch something fun. So I went on to Prime and Tagged was there. I'm like, I really like this film. I'm going to put it on. And then I watched it and I liked I'm it. I'm really surprised that you like that film. <laughs> I like, um, well, I like I films like it. that. Tagged. Uh, well, it's based on a true story. Yeah, and... uh, I don't mind. It's like, what's the other one? The one with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. The switch up. No. Oh, I'm sure it's called that. No, that's the one where he's with Jennifer Aniston and he switches his sperm with someone else. Oh, I've not watched that. <laughs> uh, oh, what is it called? I actually really like the proposal, <laughs> and it's shit. That's got Ryan yeah. Reynolds and uh, Sandra Bullock. Anyway, so I watched a good film and then a shit film. Yeah, this film was games. absolute wank. What um, about Fatty McFat Fat? How are you? I'm fine. I got drunk yesterday and I'm still drunk. How was the house party? I don't know. Good. Okay. <laughs> you, you didn't do anything that we just... I didn't get a text message saying I was a dick, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I made an absolute boob of myself quite a few times. I remember that. And I remember chatting to a fit last for a good 30, 40 minutes. And I know she's got a child and that's about it. Oh, and that she um, is doing midwifery. So she can... <laughs> that's, that's, all I, that's all I can really remember. Why does midwifery sound funny? So you spend 40 minutes talking to her and all you know is she's got a kid and she's studying midwifery. Yeah. I talked at herself, not uh, to okay. her. <laughs> Liverpool are amazing. What? What's your favourite Disney movie? <laughs> Do you like cheese? I like cheese. Cheese is amazing. I also would like to note for the podcast that um, Jennings is wearing a Pikachu costume. <laughs> it's for D&D later. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. <laughs> My character is called Pikachu, surprisingly. <laughs> he goes, Pika Pika. And he's got Thunderbolt as one of his um, special... So you are just a Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's lazy as fuck. I know. That's only try my character. I might just Me stay as Horseman. Horseman! He loves know. horses. Oh, no, so he's half horse, half man. Oh, yeah, you can change your penis to any size you want. No. Well, no, you can turn himself invisible apart from his penis. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't bother me. Like, I'd pretty much be invisible. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drunk. <laughs> anyway, the I house mean, that Jack built. Fuck, fuck! Calm the fuck down. Fact file. <laughs> we'll leave that one in. <laughs> good luck editing this one. <laughs> uh, I'm using Premiere Pro now. It's not anywhere near as good as using, but it doesn't freeze my, on my computer. There you go. Maybe because it's good. It cost me 16 quid a month, though. Um, so the house that Jack built. 
written by Lars von Trier and Jenle Halland. Directed by Lars von Trier. 2018. 150 minute runtime. And I should get the director's cut, which is 155 minutes. It's got 6.8 on IMDb. 59% um, on Rotten Tomatoes for critic and 65% for audience. Budget was 8.7 million euros, which is just over 8 million pounds right now. And it grossed 5.5 million dollars worldwide. Good. No, it wasn't like it wasn't put in cinemas and shit. It was only put on. This movie isn't made to make money. Yeah, because that's obvious because it's shit. Um, the movie debuted at debuted debuted. 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 <laughs> debuted. debuted at the Cannes Film Festival in May 2018. You mean Cannes? That's what I said, isn't it? Cannes. Cannes. No, yeah, you can call it Cannes. No. You can call it Cannes. <laughs> no, More than Norks. <laughs> <laughs> Film Festival. I'd go to that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, if I want like two loads of money, I might do the Norks Film Festival. I'm pretty sure there is one. No, well, that's the ABN. <laughs> anyway, go on. Do you know that they have it literally in January because that's where C that's when CES is the computer entertainment show. And that's where all the nerds go, and then after that they go to the ABNs <laughs> to get their underwear. <laughs> I'm going to the AVNs this year. They know their clientele. <laughs> anyway. Um, more than 100 people walked out during the screening. Yeah, I, and he got a six-minute ovation, apparently. It got um, a ten-minute standing oh. ovation. Fuck knows why. Um, it was shown out of competition, so it wasn't... Um, eligible. Eligible for any awards or anything like that, but... Um, it won shitloads of awards, this. It did, which I'll come on to. Um, Matt Dillon utilised Ted Bundy as inspiration for the character. Oh, did he? Or did he just act the same way he always acts in every single film? This and Wild Things, he, he sounds exactly the same. That's where that. he's from. <laughs> I was trying to figure out any other films that I've seen him in, and I couldn't tell you. Um, something about Mary. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That. yeah. Um, I don't think I'd seen him anything before, but yeah, I've seen him. In Wild there. Things, you see him. Uh, you see Denise Richards' tits. Norks. 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 <laughs> um, the movie was originally planned to be a TV series. Eight part series as well. I didn't do a fact file, but I still know about this one. The movie has won several awards, including Best European Film at the Strasbourg European Fantastic Film Festival. How the fuck it won that? God knows. Best Screenplay and Best Actor for Dylan. At the Canary Islands Fantastic Film How Festival. How did he win an award for that film? He's fucking terrible in it. Clearly, other people didn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is the fact file. Is that, that all of it? Yeah. Well, I've got another fact, but I'm going to wait for that part to come up in the... Okay. Play by play! In the play by play! <laughs> the house that Jack built. Play by play! <laughs> play by play! <laughs> I'm drunk, fuck you. Right. So, we start with a black screen and a conversation with death. Conversation. Death. Right. I'll get into this right now, actually. So, this was the most obvious fucking movie trope that's used in every Hart House 
fucking movie. Divine Comedy. Yeah, uh, by Dante. Uh, it's Dante's Inferno, that, and it's used in so many different stuff, and it just, it telegraphs it straight away. It just, it doesn't even try to pretend it's being smart. It just goes, oh yeah, no, we're really smart. We know Dante's Inferno. Like, have you ever read that book? No. Nope. I have. It took me a month. It was <laughs> fucking horrific. It was one of the worst pieces of shit I ever read. It's not actually that bad a book, but the amount of stuff you need to know to go into that book. Because I got the... Um... Well, Verge isn't death in that book, right? No, Verge isn't. He's just a, he's just a guide. Virgil. Uh, well, he's Virgil in this, and yeah, he's... Because he guides him through hell and through heaven. Well, he does I know, he just, he does, he just does the hell, the hell part, right? Yeah. So maybe he is death. Well, that's it. It's Whether he's death or not, he's the guide into the underworld. Yeah. Which, I, I call him death throughout this because that's literally what every single art house movie does. And it just rips off Dante's Inferno constantly. It's, oh, this film pissed me off so much. Right, anyway. So, we start with the black screen and a conversation with death conversation happens. And then straight to the title screen. This film is two and a half hours long with a 30, minute, 30 second intro. Not looking good. Cut to first incident. The narrator says this is one of five. Uh, it's Matt, I've done some shit good movies, Dylan, stopping for Uma, I've never been attractive, but people think I am Thurman. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't understand her attractiveness. I don't understand why I people... I think she's quite attractive in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Is that because she's a dark? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you might be able to do it. The black wig's quite good. Mm. Um, she makes a wig anyway. Uh, he's pulling over to help her with car troubles. He doesn't seem too helpful as at first, as he doesn't offer a lift, but she wangles one off him anyway. They have a conversation about him looking like a serial killer. She drops. Uh, she gets dropped off at the repair shop. She then makes him stay to take her back to her car. She goes on about serial killers again. She then gets him to fix the tyre. She gets him to drive her again. I really hope he kills her. He does <laughs> get in. <laughs> we then get a pianist talking to death. Oh, sorry, we get a pianist and talking to death again. He talks about being an architect and then about beating her in the face. Right, this intro really pissed me off. <laughs> All this film really pissed me off. But Uma Thurma was fucking terrible. Like, I'm glad she got beaten in the face with a carjack. Good. The fact that he literally is in a serial killer van. I'll talk about that later. But what the fuck is that red van about? Yeah. It's a van. Um, I don't think anyone was sad that when she got hit in the face. No. Because <laughs> uh, that was quite um, good. And I took from that that, that that is probably his first kill as a killer. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I think he doesn't actually talk about it being his first kill. He doesn't, know. But... Um, I'm pretty sure it is his first kill. Cause... But I would have done it. Like she's such yeah, a dick. Yeah, but, but thinking about it. No, no, I just stopped the car, kicked her <laughs> out, and then I just drove on. 
No, know? I would be in it to death with a yeah, carjacker. <laughs> you hate women. Yeah, they're all liars. <laughs> he says, while failing to cop off with a <laughs> last of the amazing norks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, because um, he's telling the story, I wonder if she's actually that annoying, <laughs> or if he just made her sound that annoying. Well, because of watching Bad Boy Bobby, um, I was willing to give this a bit more of a chance. But watching Bad Boy Bobby... I just realised how much better it is a film than this piece of shit was. Well, it's a different type of film. It's, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I take back everything I ever said. <laughs> right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that I think that whole entire bit's about 15 minutes. It's absolute wank. So a pianist comes up, and apparently it's the best pianist of all time. Um, it's a... Who sings along to... Um... When he's, that, yeah. or whatever he's playing. He's doing it's stock footage shite and I, I fucking hate this man. Um so we cut to him doing some architect shit. He is still talking to death, and we then see him storing Uma Thurma's body in a walk in freezer. Why'd you say Thurma when it's Thurman? Yeah. Okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, though. It's been a long day. Has <laughs> it there? Or have you just woken up? I had a shit. <laughs> um, anyway, he puts her in the freezer and he's cleaning his van. Uh, he seals the freezer and hides Uma's car. Cut to incident two. Like when it did this so quickly, because I think that was only about 15 minutes of screen time. Um, I was really hoping this, like the runtime of two and a half hours, I thought, all oh, right. They're literally going to stop it, and then there's just going to be blank at the end. That's what I was hoping. That's exactly what I was hoping. I actually don't mind this director. I've seen some of the films that he's actually done. Um, Dogville, I really liked with um, Nicole Kidman. Um, but I don't think I've seen that. I've seen one of the Nymphomaniac films. Of course he did. Shia LaBeouf is in that. Yeah. And one of his other films, I can't remember the name of. But um, what's it called? Uh, Dogville, I actually really loved. It's also got Paul Bettany in it as well. Um, anyway, cut to incident two. Matt is driving about and sees a lady walking in a wooded area. Uh, she is going to her house. Only just noticed how much his van looks like a serial killer van. Anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, did you write this or did you get someone to write this for you? I, I wrote it. <laughs> It doesn't sound like you're... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, he rings the doorbell of the lass's house uh, he was following. He pretends to be the police, which is a really shit story. <laughs> like, he, when he's talking to her, like, oh, this scene, like, the dialogue in it is so poor. No, but it has to be. It's supposed to be. He don't think that she's she's going to ask any questions, or he's she's just going to let him straight in. He hasn't really thought about it that much. Yeah, well, he says he has a badge, but it is with the silversmith. Just realised the woman is the last from Men in Black yeah. who gets uh, sugar water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Matt is still uh, trying to get into the house, uh, but she says no. He then tries to bribe her by getting her a better pension. He then pre pretends to be an insurance man. She lets him in, yeah. stupid woman. I've, I've written for my notes of this, I went, no, no, don't trust you. Oh, money, come on in. 
exactly what happens. Like, just get some sugar water, love. That's all you need to do. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Matt goes psycho. He isn't very good at killing her as he falls over on the first attempt and then doesn't quite strangle her to death. Uh, she is on the floor and struggling for breath. He gives her a bit of tea and realises he's supposed to kill her. So finishes the strangle and stabs her for good measure. Uh, he then takes a picture of her, drags her to the van very suspiciously, uh, cleans the house. He looks a bit like Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead. <laughs> I've, wrote, I've well, I've not written, but I thought he looked like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Bruce Campbell would have been a better actor for this. I um, enjoyed Michael in this. I thought he was fucking. I think he played terrible. quite really well. I thought he was absolutely terrible. It goes on about his uh, OCD and he cleans the house again and he does it again. He hears a police siren and fucks off in the killer van. Well, he nearly does, but he goes back into the house like a knob. The police car stops nearby. So he goes back into this house four times to clean up the clean up the stuff. Apparently this is a very accurate portrayal of OCD. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, that part, I actually... I like that part, because I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of do that whenever I'm well, the door. Or... So you go out of the door, and then you imagine what else needs to be cleaned, and then you go back You in. don't clean I, Well, I don't. I've not got OCD. But like, people who do have OCD, this is exactly what I imagine they do. It is. Uh, so they it just... Is. <laughs> so they go in and then think, oh, shit, I've missed that bit. Oh, right, go back in. Oh, shit, I missed that bit. I need to go back in. Ugh. But anyway. Uh, the police car stops nearby him. Uh, the police officer asks him to get out of the van. This is such a rubbish police officer. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he hasn't a... taken his details at all. <laughs> you think he would, like he's reported a crime, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he goes... Matt Dillon in this just tells him, pretty much tells him he's a serial killer within that part. Um, it's about a breakdown in the street, uh, sorry, a breaking down the street. Matt then talks shit about the lady he's just killed, saying she's gone missing, and the policeman investigates. Matt and the policeman go into the house. Matt tells him how to do his job, and, the, and then drives off with the body dragging behind his van leaving a blood track to the freezer. But luckily, it rains and washes the track away. They cut to Bob Dylan parody video. I fucking hate this film. <laughs> I am not kidding how much I hate this film. In some of the tropes it uses, in just... in the cliched shit that it does. Because that Bob Dylan video that he's parodying is an art house piece of shit. And it's... Just incredible that this director thinks it's all right to do this sort of shit. How the fuck you got eight million quid to make this film really annoys me. Anyway, then to Matt learning about uh, learning human emotion in a mirror. So they cut to that now. I like how we see the yeah the face ground away on the body there. That was good. Well, did you like it? <laughs> do you have a wank over that one? Did you think no. about Jim? <laughs> I mean, it was. It looked good. It was done well. Well, some of the effects in this are actually quite good. Like the proper makeup and stuff yeah, is amazing. Uh, practical effects. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then 
he's learning about human emotion. He's in a mirror going, gurning. And uh, then it cuts to him as a kid running into reeds. I got bored and just wanted him to kill people. <laughs> uh, he starts talking about the guys who sized the field. I counted them. There were five. <laughs> this film was fucking boring as shit. Uh, he then captures a duckling, still a child, and cuts its foot off. It swims in a circle. Cruel, but funny. <laughs> so the... Uh, Peter said this was okay. Duckling scene in the movie prompted fears that a real animal may have been used. Peter issued a statement confirming the duckling's leg was created using movie magic and silicone parts. Well, it's actually a goof in the film because you can see the foot. Um, so the kid's holding the duckling and he's holding one of the feet back. So when he cuts off the uh, fake foot, you can actually see the other foot behind it. Oh, I didn't notice that. And I watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I went on IMDb. I didn't. I didn't do a fat foul. <laughs> I hate this. One. I had to. I had to look into it just because I was so annoyed with it. Um, but it is quite funny when the duckling's in the pond and it's just going around in circles. <laughs> like that's something that I thought was quite funny. Are you a psychopath? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, Yay, he's an adult again and struggling another woman. <laughs> he's really shit at hiding what he's doing as he walks about the dead body in a high rise. Uh, he gets back to the freezer and puts her in. He's not happy about the pictures he's just taken, so he picks the body back up from the walk-in and takes it back. So I actually thought this bit was quite funny because she's frozen in uh, in an actual position. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, it's when he's carrying her like I don't know whether it's a doll or whether it's an actual actress but if it's an actress god on her <laughs> I don't like, think it was <laughs> god on her for staying that still for when he's carrying her about um, so he picks up the body from the walk-in and takes it back while running over an old lady on the way the song Fame by David Bowie has been used five times so far it's getting annoying they, to be fair, this film made me hate that song. Literally, hate that song because it goes, it, it's every ten seconds it uses that song. Like I know they bought it for the film, <clears throat> but fucking hell, buy a different song or don't sully Bowie's memory with this piece of shit. Anyway, uh, they then talk about a lamb and a tiger. Arty wank. The frozen lady and the old lady do a dead photo shoot. Kind of funny. He sends the photo off to the paper for shits and giggles. Uh, so, to the newspapers he sends that to, sorry, I should say. Uh, he now talks about negatives. Woo. He's still having his conversation with death. We missed the part where he knocked over that woman in the, on the road. No, no I said, said that. that. Did you? Yeah, he knocked over the old woman. I said that. I should probably pay attention, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, he he starts talking about shadows Um, at this point there's a really nice animation which uh, the director made when he was 12 years old oh really? yeah Mm. Um, I put now this must be lifted from a book does the filmmaker know it's a visual medium 
because the amount of wanky talking that's in this film is unbelievable. Unbelievable, Jeff. Uh, like when he's having his conversations with Death, it, it's so pretentious, it's hard watching it because it's trying to be smart, but all it's doing is making itself look wank. Not really. Like you can see from the from the the conversation that Verge is kind of us talking to him. No, I wouldn't talk to him like that. No, we wouldn't talk to him like that. But like someone with like a an outsider's perspective. Well, the thing that I hated most is because because I read Dante's Inferno, um, like the way how that actually starts off is that um, the protagonist Dante is uh, in a wood. Like he wrote about it because he was uh, excommunicated from Italy, um, and he was in a wood and wolves were attacking him. Um, and then I can't remember who his guide was now, but anyway, his guide takes him down to hell. And because I had that in my mind constantly, like this did it so. All this is is a serial killer in Dante's Inferno. That's all this is, and it's so shit. And it just makes me want to punch people in the face. I hated this film so much. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so he starts talking about shadows. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, does he know? It's a visual medium. The pianist is back, and now Death is talking about having a family. Cut to incident three. Matt has a date, and her sons have come along. He bores everyone to death about hunting, and culling is wrong. He finally takes the kid to shoot. Then he bores the watcher by talking about deers. This scene took fucking ages before he started killing people. This film could have only been 30 minutes long, yet it's two and a half hours. <laughs> Cut to the mother and kids running and hiding as Matt shoots them and kills a kid. Then the, uh, oh, it's pretty graphic. Matt then has a picnic with them. Uh, so he's killed both the kids by shooting them in the head or um, shooting, I think he shoots one in the back and then shoots him again. Uh, this bit was really graphic and yeah. really like, oh, jeebus. Uh, the fact that they're wearing, that it's not actually a MAGA hat, but that's what they're pertaining to, to make it, putting red hats on. Is it? Yeah, I read the IMDB notes and that's exactly what the uh, director was looking for. A bit weird, considering it's set in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but it's 2018 uh, that it came out and Ooh. he hates Donald Trump and the whole entire point of it is that he's saying that he's a right-wing conservative who's mental. <clears throat> uh, Matt then has a picnic with the mum, so she's not dead, uh, and she tries to feed the dead body's pie. Yeah, well, he Matt's makes her do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was real, I felt real bad for that woman. <laughs> She's clearly in shock, obviously, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, she seems sad. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out her favourite number is 12. Matt starts counting. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I put, um, favourite number 12 should have said 5,832,906. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's exactly why I punched. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. But, um, it would have been weird if you got that exact number. <laughs> <laughs> Matt starts counting uh, and shoots her at 12. Go for 92 next time. <laughs> he only clips her, though, and goes on a ramble. Oh, God, it's only an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> she is twitching in a ditch, so he shoots her again. He then lines them up, and we find out death is named Verge. Matt, uh, that, so Verge is actually Virgil, uh, who is... is that's he's named? Yeah, that's the first time he's named an hour and ten minutes in. Um... Is Virgil the uh, famous uh, uh, Roman uh, writer? Like he wrote, I, I don't think he wrote the Odyssey. I think that was Homer, but he, he's written loads of books that are seen as uh, literary mat- masterpieces because they were the first ones that ever came out. I'm guessing Greek mythology. Roman. Roman. Yeah. <laughs> a woman. A woman. <laughs> no, Roman. Story comes in I've worked this part. Uh, Verge's pissed and he says, Don't look at the axe, look at the wax. Woo. <laughs> Get out of the fountain, please. Did. Come to banana juice. Are you going to whip your dick out? <laughs> Green banana juice. I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> Oh shit. Right. So, uh, we find out death is named Verge. Uh, Matt then goes on about making his house. Another round of Bowie, get in. And he, uh, and him putting newspaper clippings up about his, uh, him killing people. So when it was, sorry, when he's talking about, when he's talking to Verge through this as well, um, I didn't know it was the first watched the movie, but the second movie, second time I watched it, you realised that they're going through like water and stuff, you can hear like the water and stuff. <laughs> hey, it's just, because that, it's so obvious that I, I'm, I don't know whether he meant to make it that obvious or not, because um, it's just from the start of the film, it's like, all oh, right, he's talking to death and this is, or he's being taken down to hell. Like, I don't know whether they're trying to put that on or whether they were trying to trick the watcher into thinking it was a a, a, a police officer or a psychologist that he was talking to. Well, that's, well, that's what I took for the first time watching it through. Um, I was assumed that it was like a therapist he was talking to, like a prison assigned therapist or something of like that. Of course you thought that. You didn't think the bald man in eye was <laughs> the deformed man in eye. Well, why would I think anything different? <laughs> I've never read Dante's Inferno. I didn't, I didn't realise it was anything to do with Dante's Inferno until we see the hell scene at the end. When oh, he really? says, this is the le- the lowest level. Mm. And I want to push that it's fast, but I'll take it back up to the... The other level. So I was like, oh, okay. it's just because it's used so much in art house films or in student films and shit like that. That's the only reason well, this why. Is the first time I've seen it used in a film, and I've seen quite a few art house films. So, is this the first time you've seen that sort of trope being used? Like, it yeah. was used a lot in the seventies and eighties. Did you watch like? Well, it's it doesn't have it in it. But did you watch stuff like Wicker Man and? Um, no. Oh, what's the Dustin Hoffman one where that woman gets raped but she likes it? Straw Dogs. Thank you. Of course you knew that. <laughs> Raped like, like it, dogs. Dogs. 
because um, that's a weird art film. Anyway, there's, it's just because around that time, a lot of art house films had that sort of trope in them. Um, like we watched, oh, what was, what's it called? The Last Action Hero. So when Ian McLennan is death in that film and a guy's playing chess against him. That's one of the most famous movie scenes. Not that particular movie, but that's one of the most famous movie scenes that's been used. And that is uh, used all the time in art house shit. Okay, obviously, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go back to the film. Um, a woman? <laughs> woman? Uh, come on. Yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, another round of uh, another round of Bowie, and then him putting newspaper clippings up, and him putting oh sorry, then the pianist again. We get Bowie again. You just played it three seconds ago. You don't need to play it again. And more of Matt talking to Verge about how he can only taste acid. So obviously he's going further into hell. And Do you want to show you to the nearest whiskey bar? Yeah, right. Uh, that's actually um, a callback to something else, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, anyway, so cut to the walking freezing freezer. He's doing taxidermy on a kid. The result is quite funny. <laughs> it's freaky as fuck. I thought this was funny <laughs> I mean, as fuck. He calls, he calls the kid little grumpy. <laughs> Yeah. And he makes this fucking awful smile on his face. It's just so disturbing. I know, it's funny as That picture of that kid's that. never going to leave my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> that bit, I actually really laughed at. Because like, this child, like, because it's obviously a fake, it's obviously fake. Yeah. And it's just really funny how they've done it. <laughs> uh, to be fair... I see it quite a few times as well. <laughs> the eight million quid, the dummies that they made for that eight million quid, were really good. Like, I might actually have to put my rating up from what I've put it to, just for the effects, especially. Like, they did a lot of work on the effects, which were really good. But I fucking hated this one. <laughs> uh, so, he does ta uh, taxidermy on the kid. Results quite fun, funny. Cut to incident four. Yes. <laughs> Matt has fallen in love with a blonde lass. She doesn't seem so smitten. As he goes over to her house, I think she's insane too, as she can only talk through a play phone. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, she didn't want to, she didn't want to talk to him. Having what she said, having the reason what she says. No, she doesn't want to look at him uh, because, it, well, we find out later that he's just an abusive cunt to her. But yeah. But he seems like he could be caring in this part where he goes, oh, I know what I'll do, because she, she can't look up and talk mm. to me. I'll, oh, I'll pretend I'm talking to her on the phone, which I think is quite a nice thing to do. <laughs> Obviously, <coughs> um, it turns out not enough bad. to <laughs> not enough to um, change my view on his character or anything. But <laughs> uh, So he calls her simple and says she has great tits. They then have a conversation for the ages One about engineers. The <laughs> <laughs> he did that last night. <laughs> uh, they then have a conversation for the ages about engineers and architects. Uh, that's actually sarcastic. 
I don't know whether you can tell from my tone. Um, he starts acting like a twat and admits he's a killer. Uh, 61 to be precise. He says 60 or 61 people. No, he says 61 and she says, oh, you told me that last time. You said it was 60. And he says, oh, oh because yeah. I'm a serial killer, why don't you think I've killed another person? You thick prick. <sighs> yeah, I put, I put in here, treat them mean to keep them keen. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she has got some cracking to it. Um, Nox, sorry. Uh, he then insults her more. We get Nox. One She's hour, got a lovely set of tits. One hour, 23 minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that website? Mr. Nude or Mr... Uh, is it Mr. Skin? Mr. Skin. Not, of course you knew that. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, he starts to draw on them. This takes an age. It does take a good, like, three minutes for him to draw on her. Which isn't a bad thing. You've seen Knox on the screen for the whole time. <laughs> That's true. Um, just fucking kill her. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> she runs outside and tells a cop, Matt's killed a lot of people. Matt pops out and admits to it. And the cop uh, admits it to the cop. But the cop doesn't believe them and drives off leaving the two of them on the street. Absolutely. This is actually... Another bad cop. <laughs> well, this is actually taken from um, Ted Bundy because uh, one of his victims literally ran out to a police officer. Um, he thought she was drunk and then he took her back to Ted Bundy's house. Where, Fucking hell. Yeah, where That's he That's heartbreaking, that. So that is actually a real-life thing that happened. Uh, well, not this particular one, but it's something that did happen. Uh, the two of them are on the street. Uh, they make up and go upstairs. She offers to get pills for Matt and realise the phone line's been cut. As Shorty would say, run, bitch, run. <laughs> no, no one get that? No. <laughs> it's from Scream. No, it's from... What was it called? Scary Mook. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, she tries to escape, but Matt traps her in the flat and she figures out he's a serial killer, even though he's already admitted it three or four fucking times. I like the line, if you feel like screaming, I definitely think that you should. Well, I put here, they start screaming. Uh, she, realized, she realizes she's fucked. Uh, he tells her to scream out the window, but no one cares. I'd like to think I would actually care because like, it is this part of the film actually did make me think a little bit uh, that if I heard someone screaming out of a window or screaming in a house I would ring the police um, but the amount of times I've heard a car alarm go off or the amount of times I've heard a house alarm go off and just ignored it completely because I just think well it's probably gone off, not because there's a thief in there. It's just an accidental sort of thing. Yeah. Like when my, so when I bought this house and um, I accidentally pressed one of the care alarms upstairs. Fucking hated that. Uh, so I pressed the care alarm upstairs and 
uh, it, I couldn't shut it off because I didn't know the code to turn it off. So I literally just took out the alarm system. I didn't know an alarm system has a battery in the thing that goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Goes on for two hours after you Did pull you all the electrics. I nearly electrocuted myself doing that as well. <laughs> of course it's going to have a backup battery in case the power goes out. Yeah. That's simple logic. No, because uh, every time the power goes off on this street, all the alarms go off uh, because it's, uh, as soon as the power goes off, they see it as a threat to the house. So it really just annoys me. But if I heard a woman screaming out of the window, or if I heard a woman next door going, ah! What about I'd if you like heard a man screaming? Would you not do anything about that? That's a bit Ooh, sexist. That's fair, actually. I'm, I don't think I would. That's good to know. Not oh, yourself, don't scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's like that whole entire, when uh, people talk about uh, if you're getting raped, you should say uh, fire. fire. Which I, I think is fucked up, because oh, you might I might think they're shouting grapes. <laughs> Maybe they want some grapes. Not, not right now. All right. <laughs> just, I don't have any grapes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the only reason why you wouldn't call the police if someone was getting raped because you. No, if, if I heard rape, I'm thinking is someone shouting grapes? <laughs> Probably. And then just <laughs> carry on. Grapes! Grapes! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did. Uh, when he's talking about, he does talk about this in the film, that no one gives a shit. And I completely agree with his sentiment there because the amount of times I've looked away from uh, alarms and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, or just a baby by itself. You did that. Okay. <laughs> I would do the same. I wouldn't care about a baby. It's not my baby. Well, let's <laughs> let's give this a bit of context. <laughs> no, we just saw a baby Please on the street. No, 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 no. Because no, this was quite funny. So, what happened, Mark? Do you, do you want to regale us with this story, please? So, I was going to get a sandwich from <laughs> from my um, yeah. I was at work. I was going to get a sandwich from going out for my apartment building. So downstairs at the, at the entrance to the apartment building, there was a baby in a pram by itself. And I just went, all right, I walked right past it. <laughs> at no point did you think, oh, maybe I should... <laughs> I did. That did go through my mind. And I was I did keep looking back just to check to see if anything was happening with that baby because you can see it quite well going up to the flyover on. Um, I'll be red. <laughs> and by the time I got up to the onto the flyover, I looked and it was gone. Because <laughs> someone robbed it. <laughs> so I assume the mother came back for it. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't see it in the whole Daily Mail, so it's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, so. Uh, she realizes she's fucked. He tells him. Uh, he tells her to scream out the window, but no one cares. I'd like to think I would ignore it. Uh, I wouldn't ignore it. Uh, he then tries and gags her, and then cuts her tits off. Uh, well, cuts one tit off, and then cuts the other tit off. But we don't get to see that, sadly. <laughs> After boring her with a speech, he leaves the tit on the cop's windscreen. 
And we get oh, an, the cop side is on. Yeah. So um, the cop is talking to a prostitute down the street. Oh. See, I watched this twice and I didn't see that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's talking to a... Uh, the cop is down the street. He just puts the tip on his wind, on that window screen. Like, he's a shit serial killer who would have got caught quite easily from the shit he does. It's not... One... How many red vans that look like serial killer vans are there? Two, that police officer had been told that he's a serial killer 20 minutes earlier. Like... I mean, he does state himself, he starts to take more risks and, like, she's getting... The more he, he does it, the more freed he gets the from the OCD. he becomes, yeah. And he doesn't... Because, yeah, like, OCD's like a... The best trait for a serial killer to have... <laughs> Because yeah, to cover your tracks. <laughs> to clean up shit. But yeah, the OCD uh, alleviates when he's uh, doing it. Uh, anyway, uh, so he cuts the tail off. And then we get another boring conversation with Death slash Verge. Bowie again. Fucking hell, Bowie. Cut to the freezer again with a load of dead bodies. And Matt then talks about art and wine. It's dull. I saw really him. dull. Crockenbaron and mould. <laughs> oh, you actually wrote about this bit. <laughs> just, just that's all I wrote. <laughs> it goes on for a good ten minutes, and it's just boring as shit. Where he's talking about how wine moulds, uh, because some of the bodies in his freezer are pu- putrefied. I don't think it was that boring. Oh, did you Did you learn a lot about wine? I learned a little bit about wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, to be fair, I actually learned a bit about wine during that bit, well, but yeah. I didn't want to. <laughs> like, it's not why I'm watching a film, is it? Um, Matt and Verge's conversations are not moving the story at all. They're just there. Uh, it's just some arty twat trying to say that killing and art are the same. Using we'll just do the play-by-play. We don't need you to review this at this point. <laughs> using machines and buildings to illustrate the point. It's just bollocks. The arguments given between the two are just two wanky bellends you'd hear in a Starbucks after their first year at uni. Finally, they finish speaking. (laughs) Cut to Matt taking a black dude to the freezer. He has captured a lot of men and tied them up with their heads next to each other. He wants to shoot them with one bullet. But isn't the right type? Uh, but the bullet isn't a right type. It's not a full metal jacket. We see him like buying the, the bullet a bit before this. Oh, do we? Yeah. And he's got like this weird wallet, and I don't know what it's made out of, but it looks it's fucking the tip. disgusting. Is it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it looks fucking disgusting. Yeah, he uses the, the tip. He uses the other tip. He uses the other tip. I just wrote down what is his wallet made out of? <laughs> Her tip. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't asking again, I just told you to write down. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, but it isn't the right type of bullet. Matt goes back for a refund. Thought, oh no, wrong bullet. <laughs> it does save everyone's life though. Yeah. Um, the shopkeeper, who was in Lost, uh, doesn't give him a was refund. It? Yeah, uh, he was... Is he the Rockstar guy? Season 3. No, that's The Hobbit. Um... He's, oh, in Lost, the character he plays goes back and forth in time and is... Or Desmond. No. 
He does. He doesn't go back and forth in time. Actually, he's one of the only ones that don't. Sawyer goes back and forth in time. Oh God! Don't get me onto Lost as well, because I haven't seen past series two. No, don't. Series one. I got bored. I've watched all of them. I've watched all. Anyway, of them come on. I've watched Lost a lot. Uh, not Lost. I've I'm watched gonna stop chucking shit well. here. <laughs> what literal? Yeah, if I have to. Uh, so he doesn't get a refund and uh, won't sell. Uh, won't sell him a bullet. Matt goes mental and puts the van in a ditch. Uh, turns out the shopkeeper and his mate have had the police around. So we've never been introduced to this friend of Matt's, uh, who he goes to his uh, set-up caravan, and he just goes into it, goes, oh, I need a bullet, and he goes, oh, uh, sorry about this, Matt, but we've had the police around, you're obviously a mentalist, and we need to put you in prison. And we've never, no point has this been introduced I, it was just jarring and shit. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, the police are called and Matt has a gun pointed at him while they wait to come and get him. Matt then gets the drop on his friend and stabs him in the neck. Before the police come, Matt gets his bullet and sets a trap for the police. I took it like it wasn't actually his friend. Like, he sees him now and again through weapons advice and stuff, but he just says to him, I've always seen you as my best friend. But I don't think they're that close, really. Uh, well, one, you just kind of <laughs> shitted on your own point there because he calls him his best friend. <laughs> and He says to him, I've always, I've always seen you as my best friend, but, like, I... I I got the feeling that they, didn't, Eat, they don't really hang out that much. <laughs> well, no, because they talk about hunting and stuff during that period of time where he's waiting for the police to come round. Like, he goes, oh, do you remember that time we went hunting and we did this, this and this? Oh. Like, they, they do seem to have some sort of relationship. And that's the reason why he lets his guard down as well, because he's like, oh... Uh, I can understand. And the police only want him because they think he's done a robbery. It's not because they think he's killed loads of people. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so he kills the policeman who comes round after he sets a trap. He's in now a red cape, so a red riding hood sort of thing is going on there. And, oh God, I hate the symbolism of him this film. Uh I mean, you've made that symbolism yourself. You're just wearing a red robe. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the director put that in there for that particular thing. The same with the MAGA hats and stuff like that. You should put that on your CV. What? Mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> Matt drives back to the freezer in the police car with the sirens blazing and leaves the sirens on. <laughs> what a knobhead. Probably the first time he's driven a police car. Maybe he doesn't know how to turn them off. <laughs> I've, I've actually, yeah, that's actually that might be yeah, why I put in into the cop car and leaves the sirens on. Stupid man. Uh, he sets up his uh, shot to kill with his one bullet. So he finds the bullet he was looking for in someone else's house, in his best mate's house. Uh, he's just about to do it. And he sees Verge slash Death in the room he couldn't open. I put, hello there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he didn't make it. The police have found him and tell him to come out and put his hands up. 
Instead, he makes a house of dead bodies. <laughs> I didn't mind this bit. I, I thought they did quite well with the dead body house. Um, Verge slash death approves and takes Matt down a hole. He then get we then get the epilogue and or epilogue. Close part. Um, Ketabasis, which um, is Greek, meaning to go down, but it's also used as literally a trip to the underworld. There we go. Um, I was going to look that up, but I just couldn't be honest. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so you go, then when he's built his house, there's a hole in the floor and Verge takes him down the hole. And it's to hell. Oh, wow. Uh, Verge slash death confirms it is hell. Uh, it doesn't look that, that bad. Bubbles part is quite weird. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Like, some of the effects that they paid for, it's just like, why? Why did you pay for that? Why did you even bother? Um, so he's going down to hell, and it doesn't look that bad, as it has a cabin and a water wheel. We go further into hell. Uh, imagery ripped from uh, the Inferno is used. So uh, the bit where they're in a boat, um, I think that's where they're going through uh, the third circle of hell, which is lust. And all it is is just a river with bodies trying to get out of... Or it might even be purgatory. I can't remember. It's well, been a long time since I've read it. Um, the Elysian Fields, that's, that is supposed to be purgatory, isn't it? Is that supposed to be Burger um, um It says, the those are the listen fields we don't have access here. And I looked this up and it's um, the final resting place of souls of the heroic and virtuous. But um, They didn't believe in God or something. They haven't been baptised. Yeah. So they haven't done anything wrong, but they haven't been baptised, so they can't yeah. go into heaven. Yeah, that's definitely ripped from Dante, because Purgatory, I remember reading that chapter and it was just... Fucking bollocks. Like, it's got Cleopatra in there. And it's got... Oh, no, Cleopatra is actually in the third. So she's in Lost. Um, it's got... Oh, if you ever do read that book, it's not bad, but you do need the bibliography at the back where it explains who everyone fucking is. Because the amount of people you need to know from, um, like, uh, old books is just insane. It's... Oh, there's so many... Stupid shit that's in that. Fuck. <laughs> Calm down. I think the reason why I hated this film so much is because I hated that book so much. <laughs> <laughs> the film's actually quite good. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's ripped from Dante's Inferno. Uh, they then come to a bridge that is broken. Uh, on the other side is a way out of hell. Matt tries to parkour it <laughs> around the Right, side. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. So, um, Vedel explains this is the, the deepest layer of hell. Mm. And the deepest layer of hell is supposed to be at the west. Well, where the worst people go the, to. Yeah. The west of the west. And Jack's supposed to go, or Matt, whatever you're going to call him, is he's supposed to go a couple of cycles higher than this. He's not supposed to be here. He's just showing him it because he figured he, he wanted well, to see yeah, it. Yeah, because he did say, I want to see, I want to know everything. But... I want to know what the fuck you've got to do to get into that fucking deepest layer of hell. Because, like, just a, 
he kills a few minutes earlier. Like <laughs> Vergil literally says to him, "Stop it, you antichrist! I don't recall ever having escorted a soul so thoroughly depraved a person as you." No, I don't recall ever having escorted a so thoroughly depraved person as you, Jack. So he's never escorted a, a soul that's more well, depraved, but yet he doesn't. He doesn't the thing get is, into the deepest in, layer of hell. No, because the deepest layer of hell is uh, for betrayers, so women. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! No, in the uh, in Dante's Inferno, the uh, three miles. Uh, so hell in the lower circle, um, it's frozen, and uh, it's Judas is in one mouth of uh, the devil. Um, uh, I think. Oh, what's his name? The guy who betrayed Caesar, Brutus, I think, is in there, and another person is in there. Um, it's just for people who betray people. That's what uh, the lowest level of hell. Is but he's not even on the next level because he says like a couple of he says a couple of layers higher. Yeah, so he would be in the rage um, one. I can't remember what the. I, 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 it's been so long since I've read it, and to be fair, I hated that fucking. It's really weird you saying this with a Pikachu costume. <laughs> It does kind of detract from my argument, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so, but in the lowest level of hell is uh, for people who betray. So Judas the Iscariot, uh, Judas, uh, and the that's Iscariot. worse than killing loads of people. Yeah. Well, he betrayed Jesus. Yeah. Son of God, and if you're religious, that's the worst thing you can do. Uh, and also Brutus. A too brute. Mm. Uh, it's people who betray people are seen as the worst in in Dante's uh, image anyway. He doesn't give a shit if you kill people. He's just if you lie about it and be a dick. I've also wrote the lava looks hot. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a wank over it? <laughs> I did not. No. Oh. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, me neither. <laughs> So yeah, the bridge is broken on the other side is the way out of hell. Matt tries to parkour it around the side. He doesn't make it. Thank fuck it's over. <laughs> like he says to him, I reckon you could just like climb across. Well, you can try it if you want. I'll just put, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he could probably have jumped it. Like it, it didn't seem that big, did it? No, I've seen people jump further than that. And all you'd have to do is grab on to the other side and you're more likely to make it than parkouring it around the side or mountain climbing around the side. This film's wank. But he says the um, the stairway leads out of hell, so I'm guessing it leads to heaven rather than back to earth. No, I think it's back to earth because it... I don't think it's about um, going to heaven. Oh. Uh, and like he says, no one's ever made it that far. Uh, but it doesn't matter because it's over. Thank fuck it's over. So, review. I'm going to do mine first. Because it's... Have you not already given it? <laughs> nope. It's a page It seemed like long. you've just done like six pages of your review. <laughs> this was one of the most self-indulgent pieces of shit I have ever seen. This is my review of The House That Jack Built. This is one of the most in self-indulgent pieces of shit I have ever seen. Matt Dillon isn't good enough an actor to hold this movie together, for one. But it could have been Al Pacino in his pomp and it would still not have mattered a jot. In horror... It is horror art house bollocks with every cliche in the book. 
talking to death on or his guide into hell, repeating the same bit of music over and over again. I now hate Bowie because of this film. Cut into the long, drawn-out conversations about how art is everything like a bellend on acid. Lingering shots. This film was probably supposed to be a homage to art, the art house movement uh, set within the horror genre, but it comes off as pretentious and boring. The effects look good, but don't excuse the fact it's trying to be an American psycho mixed with Dante's Inferno. This film is a prime example of why art house won't come back because it's not new. It's not exciting. It's just a director who is so up his own ass. Uh, probably wanks over this film every night. He probably has a room in his mansion playing it 24-7 to keep the art okay. keep the art alive. It's going to be okay. <laughs> this film is a huge waste of money. I wouldn't recommend it. I'd never watch it again. And I'd hope the studio who made it went bankrupt. Not out of five stars. But other than that, you liked it, right? <laughs> not? Yeah. Seriously? I gave this a not. I hated this film so much. I... Fucking hell. Uh, if I watched it again, I would probably give it, like, minus six. <laughs> I hated this film. I thought it was one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever watched in my life. Mark? How do I follow that? <laughs> so, my review of The House That Jack Built. Serial killer movie. Slow burner. Jack slash Mr. Sophistication was greatly portrayed by Matt Dillon. Greatly? <laughs> Okay, sorry. Let him finish. He was very believable in the role. In fact, I think most of the acting in the movie was pretty good. I don't think there's any bad acting in this movie. Uma. Yeah, I don't think she was bad acting. I, I never think she's been a good actor, ever. Um, Story-wise, split into five parts. Had enough goings-on to keep me interested, albeit it was very slow. The first hour of the film did actually pass very quickly for me on both viewings. Like it was an hour into the movie, it's like, oh wow, how's that pass so quick? Which I didn't think, because it seemed like it was like a really slow movie. So I wondered how an hour had passed already. <laughs> um, the killings are quite disturbing, especially the children and what he does with one of the kids' bodies. <laughs> but obviously it's supposed to be disturbing. Um, the film had a lot of good elements, humour, which didn't feel out of place. Good use of cuts portraying Jack's, Jack's memory. Um, the penis scenes and the animations and the inserted stock footage and stuff I didn't didn't like. Um, I've never been a fan of using that sort of thing in the movies anyway. That sort of trope. Yeah. Um, using any sort of like stock footage. Well, not, it's not just stock footage. It's just animations and that sort of thing in, in between scenes in movies. I've never really liked it. Like even in like Monty Python. Like oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't mind Never been a fan. that sort of thing. Um, it didn't feel like it was needed. Um, it's, like, even with the, um, the Bob Dylan style cards, I've put, didn't, it, it, I don't think anything would have been take, taken away from the movie had those bits not been in there. Mm. No, I completely agree with that. Um, Jack does get his comeuppance in the movie, which is always nice for a serial killer. I think this is done really well too. The journey to hell is obviously very different to the rest of the movie, but it works. Does it? Sorry. No, go on. <laughs> um, effects and makeup, great. 
I wouldn't plan on watch, watching this again. I think it's worth a watch for any fans of serial killer movies and art house style. Um, three out of five. Right, go on, Del. <laughs> Mine's going to be pretty short. <laughs> as always, apart from I. But that's because I love that movie. Um, I wrote, this is just the notes I took while... Well, the notes I remember taking because I left my notes at home because I'm lazy. You don't get them right. <laughs> no, yeah. I just couldn't be asked to go all the way back home just to pick up some notes. Um, pretentious dialogue. Uh, boring as fuck. Uh, didn't feel anything for any of the characters, the victims or the main character. Uh, only relatable bit was the OCD bit, but that's because I've got a bit of OCD. Um, acting felt wooden. Um, cause he didn't, he didn't, I didn't think he portrayed like a sociopath that well. I was like, he was just Matt Dillon. I was just like, no, uh, I've watched the actor in loads of there's shit. There's an element, I suppose he's not one, so he, he can't sort of pull it off well, but it just <laughs> felt cause I, I, I can, I, I'm somewhat detached and emotionless at times. And I'm like, nah, he, he didn't, he didn't portray that well enough for me at least. I think he's a massively wooden actor. Like, every single film I've ever seen him, wild things. Like, To be honest, all you, he was probably just like, I get to see Denise Richards' tits. That's, that's fair. And I get paid for it. Um, and it was just boring. Um, one out of five. Yeah, that's fair. I reckon then, like, uh, why can... Um, Related to is uh, No Country for Old Men. I don't understand why you hate that film. It's so not that much. I hate it. I just found it really boring. And I found that film really boring as well. Really? Yeah. I'm a big fan of, um, what do you call them? Um, I won't say the Wachowski brothers, but they're not. No, them. it's... Um, <laughs> it looked fucking great. The cinematography in that film was shit hot. Because there's quite a lot of scenes that go, wow, that, that does actually look good. But the, the story itself was just boring as fuck, just like this one. Like I don't, I can't even remember what happens in No Country for Old Men apart from the guy with the bolt thing. I just, just the bolt gun. That's yeah, it. That is, that is so like in a couple of months' time, I'll probably just remember uh, it's about a dude who kills people and nothing else. Well, it is. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, at least with um, what's that shit film that you made me watch with Coogan in it. Oh, Hamlet 2. That was so bad, it actually enraged me. This one is just nothing. You had no feelings. I had no feelings whatsoever for it. So don't watch it. I mean, watch it. Don't watch it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, it's what it is what it is. Just boring as fuck. So, yeah, that's my review. I literally hate this film. So the house that Jack built has a randomly reviewed rating of 1.3. One point, that must be our lowest. Why am I writing randomly review? <laughs> <laughs> that must be our lowest. One of, definitely. Oh, he was We've never had one that's had a zero. As well. Who? Um, Matt Dillon. Um... That's the one with Liv Tyler, where she gets wet. Liv Tyler. Uh, she had a kind of longish big face. She looks like her dad, which is weird. Yeah, longish big face. Mm. He was in for Herbie, fully loaded. But yeah, this is the lowest movie, so 
the previous lowest one to this was oh, Tucker and Dale. Oh, was it? Yeah. Got I'd two... rather watch Tucker and Dale than this one. Yeah, Hamlet got 2.2, Tucker and Dale got 2. And this has 1.3, so it's definitely our lowest. Right, next week's one. I'll just write a movie out, so I might as well just choose it. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. No. <laughs> so next week on Randomly Reviewed Podcast, we will be reviewing Police Story. Yep, Jackie so Chan film. Tune in for that. It's going to be better than this week. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the review hasn't been bad. The film was fucking terrible. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Matt. I'm going to do it properly. Ooh, do, 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 do. Bye.